Well, I'm guessing people are happy to be out because there seems to be a little bit more life in the city these days. Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. I'm Steven Sierski. This here is my daily audio digest. And yes, Beijing is reopening finally after several weeks, almost months of being locked down in Shanghai as well. No doubt you've heard the, uh, uh, the, you've seen the news already as it is. Uh, not only that, the fl- a lot of the flights are resuming. So this is a, a bit of a restart here, like a complete restart, almost a complete 180 from what's, uh, what happened a couple of years ago back in 2020. Now, uh, there was, there are reports today of another outbreak, surprise, surprise, happening far away from the capital <laughs> in the Inner Mongolia uh, region. So, uh, I'm not sure it was R, uh, R something, Arlian, not Arlian, R, Ardafin, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, you'll see it, no doubt, pop up in your news feed, and then it'll disappear because it's kind of a small town, uh, relatively speaking, of course. But uh, what that means is that, I mean, there might be some, I guess they're keeping it on the back burner, you know, simmering just in case, but uh, it's not uh, front and center, it's not going to be in Beijing, it's not going to be in Shanghai and places like that. Now... I guess the question is with the opening. I mean, this week actually, since yesterday, uh, since the uh, the city reopened itself to dining in, uh, you can sort of I, I'm <laughs> lots of places that were closed down six weeks ago have been posting like updates, like we're doing this, we're doing that, things are happening. Sign up now, sign up now, sign up now. Like notably, uh, there's, there's two that I sort of. Well, that two that I like to keep track of a little bit is, and that I always say I'm going to participate in that I never do. Uh, the Hutong, which is uh, a cooking uh, restaurant here in, uh, in in Beijing, they'll teach you how to cook various dishes. I've been to one of their um, uh, cooking classes before. Their Thai cooking class is very good. Uh, it was just that uh, they and I did buy a membership actually for a couple of years, just never used it. So I stopped buying memberships, and I'd rather just pay full price rather than uh, pay for something I'm not going to use. That being the case, uh, they have started their in-person cooking classes once again. So that, and I, now that we are residing more in Beijing rather than traveling so much, uh, it would be nice to actually go out and learn a few more of these dishes. Speaking of which, uh, we did uh, we did do zongs, but I'll, I'll talk about that in. In another minute or so. The other one that I uh, pay attention to a little bit more is the um, is it the hiker Beijing Hikers Club, because that's another one that I've been meaning to go on. If you remember a couple of years ago, I wrote on my blog that one of the things I wanted to do in order to um, practice my spoken Chinese language was to stay over in some of the cities uh, or nearby cities that we were traveling to at that time. That didn't happen, and it hasn't happened. I'm not sure if it's ever going to happen, to tell you the truth. At least not for years. And that kind of makes me go, eesh, what's my commitment now, I tells you. But the Beijing Hikers uh, group is sort of like, you know, you pay a couple hundred quiet, and they take care of everything. Like, you have to meet them at a certain location, like Dongjimin, like a subway station or something. But then they'll take care of you for the whole weekend. And I kind of like that. Because as much as I like the whole backpacking style of like, oh, we can do it cheaper on our own. Lots of time, it, sometimes you can, and then lots of times you end up just spending 
a lot of you waste a lot of time and then you spend a lot of money on stuff that you might not need or that you might only use once so it's like you know pay the 300 400 kwai 80 bucks canadian and uh you know, have someone else worry about the transportation and everything. There's another guy who runs uh, Great Wall Tours. I wouldn't mind uh, going out to some of the farther um, places, like the un, the sort of the, the non-redone portions of the Great Wall. Uh, that might be kind of cool uh, to see to to do as well. The one that I'm waiting for, the uh, one class that I'd like to c- come back actually is the uh, stuntman group. <laughs> The stuntman course, which I'm assuming is going to be offered very soon, because uh, they had they had it booked and ready to go, uh, but they had to shut down uh, for for obvious reasons. I was also thinking about the Krav Maga again. Uh, it's a self defense. I did this back in my hometown, back in Winnipeg, um, like for a couple weeks. It's interesting. It's not too. I mean, it, it's yeah, it's self defense. But the idea of like you disarming a gunman. I think most of even the Krav Maga uh, experts would be like, don't <laughs> talk, give them whatever they want, and if you have a chance, run. That's basically what it comes down to. Uh, the crowd, the whole idea, like the you know the self um, uh, self defense and you know disarming assailants with weapons is to basically to give you the confidence to not break down in that situation. So it, it's good to sort of review these things every now and then, especially as a world traveler, as a backpacker, you know, being able to um, have that sort of confidence, but then also being able to read the situation a little bit and to understand, you know, if someone were to come at you with a knife, um, what are some of the things you should and should not do? Uh, no, guns are a little bit different. <laughs> uh, run, uh, basically, or don't put yourself in there in the first place, right? Uh all that being the case, that being said, with Beijing reopening, some of these things should be opening opening again. And since we are not traveling as much uh, as before, might actually have a chance uh, to participate in some of these events. Uh, so this cooking thing, Zongzi, I'm not sure if you guys did this over the weekend, but uh, me and the girlfriend uh, spent some time uh, make, trying to make Zongzi over the weekend. Uh, it um, 50, They weren't bad. They didn't suck. But they certainly weren't made by professionals. First of all, like they were tied, like you know, um, you know, when you first learn how to tie your shoelaces, it was like a bundle. It was like they give you a bunch of string, and we just wrapped all the string around it, and that way it couldn't fall apart because there was just so much string tied around it. Uh, but uh, also in terms of the, uh, the the sweetness, what we neglected to do, we did put the dates in, and those were good. We should have put more dates, and we should have put honey. That we we didn't put the honey. We didn't think of it. Uh, but uh, that being the case, I do have a video of me making one. I was just like, this is. It, it's not. I can see how you know you do it a couple times and you can uh, sort of develop the proficiency for it. But it cert- mine came out like a little brick rather than like you know the traditional three D triangular sort of. Um, uh, songs that most people would be uh, used to. So, but anyway, chalked it up to a, uh, an experience done and done. That means Dragon Boat Festival is officially over. I uh, did spend the day, actually today, I did, yes, ooh, passport picked up and it is here. Yes, issuing authority is Beijing. There you go. Uh, and immediately after I went to uh, go update my residence, <clears throat> my residence registration, because that's what we have to do. 
And then also, um, I had to uh, start the process of uh, contract renewals and visa visas and the work permit, which are two different things. Uh, I guess because the old work permit is um, aligned or associated with my old passport. And I realized actually something that um, made me even less happy. It wasn't anything to do with work. It was, how do I change it on WeChat and Alipay? Because those two are key. <laughs> Forget the rest. I mean, the work permit, okay, they kicked me out of the country, fine. I, I can't get a job, oof, okay, fine. Then I leave and then Ali, uh, Alipay and WeChat don't matter. But if I stay in the country and I can't use WeChat or Alipay to pay for anything, then I'm back into the life of trying to trade, you know, 100 quiet red mouths and not get scammed. And then what do I do with all the change anyway? Plus, I don't want to touch that money anymore, to tell you the truth. I mean, this pandemic has kind of like alerted me just to how much more uh, germy actual money is. Worse than most handlebars, right? <laughs> and I do ride those public bikes. Uh, but yeah. So uh, passport has been picked up. Uh, it, it actually don't look so bad. I'm actually I was a little bit concerned about the length of the beard in the picture, but it actually it wasn't a big deal. It looks pretty normal, especially compared to this beard now. Two months later, uh, but uh, now that the passport's in my hands, yeah, I, I have to start updating everything, and I can just imagine what's going to break in the process. I uh, also spent the day working on some of the May You Make Your Movie videos that I had um, had sketched out and I wanted to get done and just never kind of figured out how to get them done. And finally today I did one of the animation, the stop motion ones. This one actually isn't just for May You Make Your Movie. It is actually, I think it might actually double for my language vlog intro. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, you know, TV shows used to have intros. Uh, and they were like, they would run for 30 seconds or a minute. Did it, does that really happen anymore? I don't know. And would you listen to a podcast that has that? I mean, what more needs to be say, said, right? I mean, language vlog. Hi. <laughs> and go, sort of thing. Uh, that being the case, it's, it's a little animated intro that uh, I was inspired by a guy I saw on Instagram doing, uh, he does these... Um, he, he does one style, basically, of stop motion. Uh, he has a match, like a, a dry match, uh, and then he has paper cutouts of different objects or lettering. And what he does is that some, he takes the match, and in stop motion form, he like either taps the match or moves the match around the screen like into the picture, like into the paper. And the way he animates it, keep in mind, this is all paper animation stop motion so he's taking pictures of all this and it's as if the match enters the paper colors it and then comes out it's fantastic to see uh his name is basically okay it's oo underscore kk underscore aa uh, i do follow him so this is my little uh, uh emulation ripoff tribute to him whichever i'm not sure how to uh read that one either but that was the idea, uh, and that's the one I've been trying to do for a while. Tomorrow, I'll uh, probably get the uh, coffee bean one that I've been thinking about doing as well. And then, of course, there's a few others that I have. I shot the footage for, uh, but uh, they require a bit more of uh, computer graphics skills and knowledge that I'm not sure if I really have at the moment. But 
And that's the purpose of this challenge is to uh, get this done. So I'm going to get uh, hopefully the rest of all that. Actually, no, no this is all, all going to be done the rest of this week. Uh, and then that way, now, because as I mentioned before, now that I have my passport, yes, I'm going to be I'm going to be signing up for that Chinese test in July. It's going to be the paper-based test. So from basically, I got to get through these videos, and then from now until the middle of July, it's going to be working on this language uh, as intensely as I can. I've had my time off. I've had about a month, five weeks off already. Um, that's good enough. Now it's time to get back to work, back to the studies, and make sure that I'm actually able to uh, pass the thing so uh, I, I don't make it complete. So it's not a waste of time, basically. So, And I want to get it done. I mean, it's it, I've been talking about it. I've been thinking about it. I've been working on it for so long. Uh, it'd be nice to sort of have that chapter, those books, done. And uh, I'll tell you, I haven't even started the second portion of the books. I'm not even finished the first portion. But I do feel as if my language skills are a lot better and I'm able to work through them a lot better, a lot more efficiently and a lot more quickly than I could before. So that's uh, there's one small victory uh, along, those, uh, along those lines. Other than that, uh, I guess this week I have annual vacation. So, uh, I mean, it still kind of surprises me only because it's... Like, I, I Now I know why I'm not getting assigned any work, but at the same time... Um, it's one of those things I'm like, I wasn't working very much before, you know, with the lockdowns and everything. And so now that I'm having more time off, it's kind of more of the same as people ask you, what do you do here? I'm like, you know, I actually don't even know what I do. To tell you the truth, I don't, I'm not sure if I have a, I think I have a job because I get these emails every now and then, you know, um, the team lead gets in contact. Oh, Steve, we have to talk. Okay. Well, what, what do we have to talk about? Have I been working? Yes, you have. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'll take this week off, I guess. And then, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be working on the weekend or next week and probably something, uh, but it'll be, um, I guess I'm not sure. I, honestly, I don't know. Uh, this whole lockdown has sort of skewed my perception of the, how many days we're supposed to be working. And I'll tell you, I'm actually thinking about uh, not working on Saturday. Like I used to work on Saturdays, and then I'd take Sundays and Mondays off back in the day when we were working quite a bit. But now I think I might even go down to like Tuesday to Friday, and you might say, oh, what luxury. Well... You're right. It is such a luxury, and it is the nature of the job. But I was thinking, if I had those Saturdays back, then I could work on my language vlog. You know, making sure that I could uh, generate a bit more of language, uh, like either language production content or language learning content. Just you know, building up. You know, these are the things that I know about the English language and what I've taught so far. Uh, but then also, you know having the the time and the mind space to uh, produce these language checks. I mean, I'm not sure if you had the time to uh, had the chance to check out my Chinese language check on the weekend. Uh, and I'll tell you, I sent that link to a couple people at the first thing, like almost without delay, it was like, well, this is what you're doing wrong. Jeez, it's not even like, hey, that's great, awesome, you wow. It's like, you're doing it wrong. And I appreciate that. I mean, I understand. Maybe it's that bad that they feel 
like the most gentle way to compliment me on the fact that I was doing it is like, oh yeah, that's wrong. Ooh, maybe you shouldn't publish that. Not going to happen. It's language check. Next thing I actually want to do, I don't know if you guys do this with your language uh, studies. I've been doing this for years, actually. The, the fact that I published it on uh, Saturday, is, that's a first for me. But I have recorded my voice, and I will go through those archives, and I will pull something out. And this is actually one of the things I might do with the language vlog is pull out some of these old language attempts that are cringeworthy. Like, if you thought that was bad on Saturday, I'll let you listen to what it was like like two years ago, three years ago. Ugh, gross. Terrible. So... Anyway, getting into, you know, if I had Saturdays, then I could spend Saturdays working on some of these things. And, you know, the other thing is, like, I'm reading this book, The Stand by Stephen King. I'm going, this is a 1,300, 1,400-page book. And I go, yeah, it'd be kind of nice to be able to sit down and read some books every now and then. You know, it's a different mind space, a different clarity. Uh, it'd be nice to be able to do that, you know, at least a little bit. I know I know what my dad would say about that. He's like, you have enough blah. What do you mean you need more time to read? You read enough, get to work. I mean, I, I understand that. But reading some of these books that, you know, people talk about or whatever, um, I'm not sure if I'd go to any of the classic books, like those, like Dostoevsky and those guys, and the other guy who writes all Great Expectations, that guy. Uh, maybe Edward Gibbons. That's uh, Edward Gibbons. He's about the only guy I would actually might get that book, his books, and read them. The other ones, I'm not sure. Maybe this lifetime. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there, folks. Thanks for listening. This is a bit of a shorter episode. I mean, it's uh, it's been it's been a nice, relaxing day, even though I've had to uh, do a lot of running around for the, uh, the passport and stuff like that. And that was sort of the main focus of it. So that's basically what I was working on for the first portion of the day, in addition, of course, to my double workouts. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stephenserski.com. If you need to get in touch on the Twitter, on the Instagram, or just hit up my website. There's a contact page there as well. Again, stephenserski.com. That's where you can find me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.